Welcome to episode number 32 of Taking You to the Top. Today's guest is the founder of RigLinks. RigLinks is a social networking platform for oil and gas personnel that offers users professional networking opportunities through chat, messaging, online services, CV storage, and job listing right there in their mobile devices. They have amassed a network counting over 275,000 digital readers and followers over the last three years. Besides offering their users a meaningful platform to connect with others, they offer channel management services, email marketing, promotions, press releases, and much more. Join Rami in welcoming him to the show. If you have any questions for our guest today, please leave them in the comments section below. Also, if you'd like to get more data on any of our guests, please download the Taking You to the Top app from our website. That being said, we hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Taking You to the Top. In this podcast, Rami spends time speaking with founders and CEOs from across the globe and asks them specific questions to learn exactly how they built and launched their businesses. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn. Are you ready to take it to the top? come on the uh, show here and tell a bit about my story and, and my company. It's really appreciated. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Uh, Greg, well, I want to welcome you as well to um, episode number 32 of Taking You to the Top. Thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Uh, Greg, to get us started, if you could Please introduce yourself and maybe take us back from the beginning. Tell us where you're from, where you started your journey, and how that led you to founding Riglings. Yep, yeah, so uh, my name's uh, Greg Williams. I am a 25-year uh, uh, in the oil and gas industry. Originally, I'm from a very small town in uh, northern Louisiana called uh, Manny, in, uh, Louisiana, M-A-N-Y. Uh, the population at the, uh, during this time is, I think it's probably, you know, four to 5,000 people. Um, I was uh, born and raised uh, until, I uh, was there until 2011, um, and then moved to Houston, but, the, uh, I started my journey in the oil and gas industry in 1994 uh, with a little small company there um, back at home and um, ended up going to work uh, you know, for some of the larger majors. Uh, some of uh, no longer exist, obviously, uh, Hercules. Uh -huh. um, you know, worked on land for neighbors, uh, worked offshore for neighbors. Worked for Transocean for uh, almost 14 years. Spent seven, uh, almost eight of those years on the uh, Deepwater Horizon. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, left the uh, Horizon Left the horizon in March of 2008 to go into um, upgrade and repair and uh, new technology with the company. And um, we did some pretty amazing things with uh, dual gradient and pressure drilling techniques and a lot of that 
history with Transocean. And I was offered an opportunity to go to work with another smaller, you know, international drilling contractor. So I took that uh, opportunity and uh, went to work for them. And, um, um, you know, please, you know, that's uh, kind of, kind of, we started, uh, so that was 2017, the beginning of 2017, uh, myself and my co-founder were having a conversation about, uh, you know, different networks and, and uh, how things seem to be just like a big mixing pot of people. And it really wasn't a, uh, a focus on the oil and gas industry per se. So we were, you know, what if we had a network to where we could get about, get all the professionals together on one network and we could make it easier for people to find work, find opportunities, find jobs, you know, and well, not just jobs, but basically anything with resources, you know, something that they needed for uh, anything that they do or just contacts in general. Um, so we started uh, writing the idea out uh, in August of 2017 and launched uh, version one of the Wrigglings application in October of 2017. Oh, wow. So quick turnaround. Yeah, it was, um, you know, a lot of that time was spent uh, uh, going through cost analysis and looking at, uh, because we, uh, it was all going to be self-funded. So we, uh, we were, we were really strapped at the time for, for cash. So we were looking at the, uh, the best opportunities to, even if it wasn't uh, originally uh, the you know version one wasn't originally what we had, uh, it's easier when you go into the table and you have all these big ideas. But once you start looking at the dollar sign after you you know create the uh, initial plan and you start looking at what it's going to cost you, then your your visions and then you start thinking about you know putting layer steps in there and you know when you can get to executing what part of your brilliant plan. Sure. So, uh, yeah, so it's it just, it, it was really slow, but Hey, you know, the, the, uh, we're happy where we're at right now. Um, I don't think, uh, becoming a, you know, kind of a, a founder of a company wasn't, uh, wasn't really something I always had in mind. I, I always considered myself a tool more than I did, uh, kind of like a, a manager, but, you know, I think it was out of, uh, more out of necessity at the time, well, I think like most founders, they find themselves as founders because of a necessity. And this right. is exactly where I'm at now. Okay, and uh, is the company still bootstrapped or did you raise capital at any point? <clears throat> no, we, we've bootstrapped all the way. We've been, um, we've been approached about raising capital, um, I think it's uh, three times now. Okay. And uh, myself and uh, my co-founder are just, uh, um, we're really, uh, we're really our, our, uh, you know, kind of a do it ourselves kind of team. Sure. And, um, we really want something here that we, uh, that we maintain, uh, internal control over. Okay. And, um, and along the way, we want to make some very strong contacts that have the same vision as we do. And a lot of times whenever you're raising capital and things like this, especially in, you know, some of the other parts of the industry and other parts of the world, it always tends to be, you know, you end up leveraging part of your ownership of your idea. And that's not something we were prepared to do at the time for, for any of those uh, moments we were approached. So we wanted to stay with it until we got to a point where we felt like uh, that the product was something that we could 
um, that others could uh, get a lot of benefit out of. And the only way that we felt like we could do that is if we stay connected to it 100% of the time. So, Sure. So, I mean, do you think at any point, maybe if you don't want to give up equity, you would, you would raise money as like debt just to scale we, as, we, as we, fast ult, as possible? Ultimate, yeah, ultimately, Rami, we will. It's just something okay. that um, it's just something we haven't uh, we haven't gotten to yet, but it's it's definitely in you know in our in our vision for the future. Got it. Okay, and uh, what's the company's team size today? <clears throat> right now we are fourteen strong. So that uh, that fourteen is largely consists of our uh, development team, uh, uh-huh. myself, my co-founder and our uh, business development manager. So sure, still a very compact team, but we, we pump out a lot of uh, material with, with, just, with just our small team. So. Right, and is your development team based in the U.S., or did you outsource abroad for the development? No, we have a um, – when we first went to the market, we found a partner, um, overseas okay. partner, and, uh, we, and they, we manage everything remotely. And um, everything is uh, is done, you know, via Slack and okay. um, Zoom and Skype. So you know, and Gyro. So we work uh, we work collectively amongst uh yeah, which is a which is a software uh, editing tool. Well, it's uh, where you can do different reporting. It's got different reporting functions and things like this. So okay. we um, we initially, you know, it wasn't ever planned actually have a company behind the application. So this came after there was um, a lot of traction starting to be gained. And then we needed to kind of, uh, you know, create something to where that application lived at that was its own entity, you know? So that's whenever we, we started the actual business part of it. So. Okay. And uh, so today, how many customers do you have globally? Um, well, we have, the application has, uh, four, almost 4,000 members, uh, you know, globally in it. And the app's been downloaded and used in, um, 132 different countries. So, okay. um, for our largest part of our, our revenue, we, uh, do, you know, uh, social media management and content creation. So these, a lot of the tools that we learned, uh, coming from the smaller startup world because of. When you're, when you're looking at how you're going to do your product launch and how you're going to make the largest impact with your, with your announcement, you start looking around. There's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of, uh, in, in oil and gas, especially, you know, with numbers, we try to be a bit more efficient. And if we can't understand how we can get the efficiency out of it from, for me, it never made sense. So there wasn't a lot of, uh, large costly, uh, marketing plans and ideas out there that were also efficient, you know, okay. to be cost efficient as well as performance. And I never could get the answer back from them. So we decided to do it on our own. So a lot of the tools that we developed uh, along the way from, uh, you know, August uh, of 2017 until now, we help other small businesses with as well. So that's uh, content creation, that's social media management, that's, you know, that we, we do, you know, email marketing now. We do copy for press releases. You know, okay. we, we, do a, we do a lot of different things for these. And, 
and uh, most of our business is in the United States right now. We've uh, we've had uh, you know a couple of uh, long-term contracts signed in Malaysia, and we're working on on a we'll be kicking off another long-term contract uh, in West Africa in the Congo with another staffing company that's uh, using uh, Riglinks in our uh, connected community. Uh, um, it's a new uh, it, you would compare it to Facebook workplace, but we, we, we call it the connected community right. where, you know, all of the employees are in the same kind of, uh, stratosphere working together across sure. the same application. So we'll be launching that in October. So yeah, we've got, um, we're still budding. So we have, you know, five really good solid clients all over, you know, Congo, uh, Malaysia, U S we're, we're just really getting started with our concepts and our ideas to kind of branch Wrigglings out. But those are our, uh, those are our major points at the moment. Well, I, I think you, you need to add, add Saudi to your list because the market for this That's, is huge. Yeah. The, um, we, we, we just had, um, so last week we had our first, um, zoom call uh with a um a international tax facility and their main partnership was was in saudi as well and so okay. we were going to have a follow-up call this uh this next week so that would be our first uh our first uh management discussion about you know our ideas and our plans with uh with some teams there in saudi but yeah we we want to we want to make our you know our ideas known as well as used worldwide because I think the I think the need to have something that's a bit more scaled down and not as right. uh, dominant is something that, that we need at this time in the industry we need to be we need to be closer we need to be better connected we need to be more intimate with each other especially with uh, the way the industry is now it's just we've got to we've got to scale back sure so now um you mentioned a couple of the revenue models, but as uh, an oil and gas employee, is it free to join Riglinks, the community? It is, okay. absolutely. We sure. um, there's a subscription model. There's a subscription model that's available and uh, designed into the uh, network. But you know, the just as things were starting to look. A little bit better we discussed the you know the full subscription model which uh, once the subscription model turns on it's like 499 you know for you know normal members like you and I and then for companies it's like $19 a month but the uh, I, we self at a crossroads um, after the first downturn I say after the first downturn after the the downturn that Wrigglinks uh, was basically kind of created out of and then we were, we looked like things were going to work in the uh, direction to go ahead and turn the model on. And then the pandemic started. So we, then we, then again, we put it on the kind of uh, later launch back burner and uh, we worked on our other revenue streams and continued to build the community and the environment where everybody could get full use out of that. Inside the application, there's a, um, a, something that we call the job foundry, which anyone can go in and create jobs and anyone can go in and apply for jobs directly inside the application. Sure. You know, so it's a facility that's freely used for the entire oil and gas industry and there's no cost to it. Okay. Well, uh, have, have you thought of potentially making the subscription model based on usage? 
instead of just having it a straight on, uh, because I've seen a lot of uh, SaaS companies, what they do is they'll tie it to a specific metric on usage. So if you use the app X amount of times, then you start to pay. So that way it, uh, well, you know what I, mean? I was look, we were looking at this. Uh, we were looking at that usage for, for our website and our kind of, um, like our, like our oil and gas news, because we also have the, uh, the actual Wrigling's website that, uh, that we see. So that we normally get somewhere between 20, 25,000 visitors, um, in that website every month that reads okay. our oil and gas news update. So we were looking at, uh, doing something like that. Uh, it's actually one of the things that we're like talk about at the, the end of the, the call was some of the things I could tell myself if I was 20 years old again, but, um, it's, um, it's a note that's being, that's been taken down. It hasn't been moved to the top of the list, but once we, once we get the revenue streams corrected and, and where we would, uh, leverage the most cash out of before we go into a raising capital, because we got to have uh, a revenue concept and a model. So, you know, we, we still got the model there, but or the idea there, but we just haven't, uh, we just haven't uh, deployed it. Sure. All right, uh, Greg, this next section is just about uh, to help entrepreneurs and, you know, people who are just getting started launching a company. Uh, when you launched Wrigley's, how did you get your first customers? Did you like put out a website with an email list and then try to push out the information? I mean, what channel did you use to get the word out in the beginning? Um, so I think, I think the largest, um, the focus point for me during the startup and launching of, uh, of Wrigley's as an application and then ultimately turning into a company was I actually didn't know what I was doing at the time as far as how, how we were going to, um, launch and market the product. So in the industry, when we don't understand something or we don't know exactly what's going to go on, we, we start doing a lot of studying, you know, we do a lot of reading. We do a lot of different things that, uh, uh, first thing we do conventionally is go back to books. That's where we're all drawn back to, you know, right. we, you know, we, we learn uh, by reading and visually watching others do things and you mimic those same actions. Well, what sure. we did, um, I probably wouldn't do anything different. You know, I, I think we would have proceeded exactly as we have all the way up to this point where we, where we worked on our organic audience first, then we kind of released the product or solutions to them once we got them developed. You know, the way we, the way we came through the launch and up until today has kind of taught us um, a lot of the new tricks and kind of like a part of our revenue streams that we're able to leverage right now from going through that learning process. You know, we sure. didn't have any of that prior, you know, and that helped us build up our, kind of service offering for smaller companies, you know, to take advantage of. And that's our, and I believe that being a, you know, a, having a servitude mindset is better than, you know, coming out and wanting to be the largest thing. So we, we felt like that we needed to be more of a tool and uh, in people's day-to-day -day lives and make sure that we were meeting the needs of uh, people that needed the, the actual application or 
our services. So yeah, you really want to get that kind of organic uh, following started and then build your idea from that organic environment. Perfect. All right. Well, uh, Greg, if you don't mind, we'll wrap up with the famous five. Sure. All right. Uh, number one, what's your favorite business book? Um, so this is kind of like a very repetitive through the, through the conversation here, but my, um, my, uh, ultimately my, I was never intended on uh, founding a company. So reading business books and things like this were, were kind of on, on the outside of, you know, good management tips and good management strategies is something I would, um, were focusing a lot of my time on as I was coming up, you know, over the last seven, eight years of my career, because, uh, far as communication in this industry, you know, the, uh, the oil and gas industry is really communication wise. It's, it's our strongest, uh, it's our strongest point. You know, our relationships are stronger. Our, our business relationships really flourish whenever we can get on the same ground as our uh, connection. So, but one of the books that really hit home for me was the, uh, was uh, Jeff Bezos book, the uh, force behind the brand. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of good stuff in there to be just applied to the thought process of where one has come from kind of in, and where they're heading. So if I had one, that's, that's it. It's going to be Jeff Bezos, the force behind the brand. Perfect. Um, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Actually, the same CEO would be Jeff Bezos. I've just, right. you know, when you really have your head in your craft, you know, and honing what you're doing, um, taking away from that and, you know, on the looking outside around the sphere is something I haven't been doing, but it's definitely something I should be doing more of, to be honest. Sure. Um, number three, uh, what would you say is your favorite online tool for growing your business? Video. Like video is like the uh, is a tool is a it, any kind of video. Okay. It doesn't matter if it's face to face video, if it's you know new product video, if it's if it's just a video introduction to a new process. But video is a tool that gets right into a person's private space. You know, right. with the world's current situation with the coronavirus, Zoom and some of these other tools that get right inside your personal space has been you know, a really big building block for us, especially for, you know, doing our pitches and our proposals, then doing our follow-ups, a lot of good reception here. So video for us is the way. All right. And number four, if you could give your 20 year old self a piece of advice, what would it be? I would say, uh, starting back at, if I can look back at 20 again, I would say, please keep all your ideas in one place where you can have instant access to them. Either, right. either it be in a notebook, an application, video recordings, audio recordings, just pick a tool, you know, and, and keep all your ideas and keep logging them down. You know, one day you'll look back over these ideas and you'll actually, you know, hear and see your growth through the learning process. You know, you'll sure. see, wow, that was a crazy idea or, or wow. Why am I still not thinking about that idea? And as well as there's going to be one or two of those in there, you could still capitalize on later in the future. So please keep all your ideas in one place. That's a good one. Um, and number five, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, 
Well, Robbie, you know, being um, as well as being in the industry, the, the the our sleep patterns and our habits are not normally something that's that's uh that's well taken care of. You know, doing shift work for you know uh, 19 years in the field doesn't really bode well to creating uh, wonderful sleeping habits. You know, plus the short changes and keeping up with the crews, and then once you move into a senior management role, you're very aware of these guys' rotations and hours and things like that. But typically I get anywhere from five to six hours of sleep at night. But, um, you know, I'm up at 5.30 in the morning. I shut it down around 8.30 or 9 at night, spend some time with the family. And then, you know, when you unplug, uh, you un you prioritize what uh, what things need to be moved to the top of the list, and then you unplug from the rest of them for – you know, a couple of days, you know, across the weekend. But again, you know, it's about, for me, it's about priority. If you've created something that needs to be taken care of and prioritized, then you take care of it. You know, you don't let it uh, ultimately rule your life. So there's a, there's a time in there that you need to, you do need to have some downtime. And um, if you don't get that downtime, then you, then you'll burn out in any part of the world. So, but it's about management, just managing your time. You know. Great. Well, Greg, thank you so much for joining me today and giving us some of your time. And I look forward to maybe catching up a year from now to see where Riglinks has grown to. Absolutely, Rami. Thanks for the uh, invite. I've, um, I've thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. And um, yeah, anything that uh, anything that we can do together in the future, as well as coming back for a update, I'd be more than happy to. That would be great. Thank you, Greg. Absolutely. Thank you for the invite. My pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right. Thanks for watching today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on any of the available podcast platforms so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. If you have an extra minute, leaving a review would help us grow.